Y'all can both head out. Middle school students meet uh, at the back door there. Well, it's been a while since I've been up here. Uh, I think Christmas Eve was my last appearance before you. So welcome back to me. And um, we're going to take a break from our rest series um, and for a message today. And then we'll get back to that. We've got two more installments of that in the next couple of weeks. But if you're new to Wellspring, um, at the beginning of each calendar year, we have an annual uh, presentation uh, that we call the State of Wellspring Address. I actually thought about wearing a suit today and kind of looking presidential, and then I was just like, nah. Um, but at the beginning of the year, we want to take a look back at some of our ministry goals and endeavors for the past year and celebrate those and appreciate the, God, the, work, uh, the work that God has done in our midst while also taking a look forward to the places that God seems to lead, be leading our church community in the year to come. So in the Old Testament uh, book, uh, there's a book called Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is um, a young man who's been, um, along with many other Jews, has been um, taken captive and sent as exiles to a foreign land for a season of his life. And while he's there, he hears that uh, back in Israel, Jerusalem, the political and spiritual uh, capital of um, what was his homeland has now been, um, the walls have been knocked down and the, the gates have been burned to the ground by their captors. And about 450 BC, um, Nehemiah hears this message and it just breaks his heart. And through this kind of miraculous interaction that he has with the Persian king, he actually gets um, permission and provision to go back and rebuild um, this ancient capital. And his first order of business upon returning to Jerusalem was to kind of just assess the damage, to kind of see exactly how much work lie ahead for him. And he did that by walking the walls at night. And that's what I like in this message to, message to every year. It's, it's kind of like um, our chance to walk the walls of Wellspring and just kind of assess where are we? What is the state of things here? To look for cracks in our walls or potential um, problems that need addressing or ways that we might shore up um, those weaknesses in our foundation. So this process for me every year begins back in November, December with prayer. Um, really just asking God to give me eyes to see what it is that he's doing, what's going on, um, what does he want to do. Um, I spend a lot of time asking questions of our staff and engaging with our board in conversation and just listening for themes that seem to be bubbling up and trying to connect the dots of gaps in our ministry that might need some extra attention in the year ahead. So when I have a sense that some goals are starting to come to the surface, I'll again go back to the staff and to the board and just kind of hash those through, talk those through with them, because sometimes that means potential job description changes. It might mean we need to hire somebody new or allocate some monies in some different ways for new ministry endeavors. So all that to say, um, I don't take this process lightly. When we solidify our goals for the year to come, we're focused on doing everything we can to ensure that those things get some traction in the year ahead so that God would be glorified and that people would come to know him in the context of community. So before we look ahead, we're going to spend a little bit of time looking at what our goals were for 2021 
and just kind of doing a report on those things and getting a chance to kind of see what kind of progress we made. So one of our goals for 2021 was to re-engage our neighborhood. So most of you guys know we have a home that we own up the street called the Guest House. It had been vacant of a staff person for a little over a year. And this past May, we were able to hire Jack and Kayla Frazier, um, who were former Wellspring interns that had worked in the neighborhood when they were interns, um, moved back to St. Joe and moved into that house to, to take over that role. So Kayla serves as our neighborhood ministry director, and then Jack has taken on our media um, ministry. And together, they've been reestablishing relationships with our neighbors and having kids over for dinner and tutoring and relational connection. And a lot of you guys have gotten involved in that. I know bringing meals over on Wednesday night and some small groups have begun reconnecting with kids um, during that time. So I want to thank everybody that's kind of re-engaged there and helped us get that back off the ground. We're super thankful um, that Jack and Kayla are here um, and, and moving into our neighborhood um, with us. So um, Jack and Kayla's presence this past summer, the fact that they started in May, also allowed us to kind of um, restart our summer internship opportunity for kids to, to work a little bit extra um, on Mondays and Fridays, um, being interns in our neighborhood as well, and reconnecting with our ministry with Food for Kids, um, engaging uh, children all around um, the Wellspring area to provide safe and fun activities for them. It also allowed us to hire a year-long intern uh, that's been working alongside Kayla this year, Lauren Duvall, um, has been doing that as a college student. And, um, and that brings us to our next goal uh, for 2021, which was establishing a year-long intern program. So this had been on our radar for a number of years. We really just were like, man, how do we leverage um, all of the momentum that we get with our summer interns into something that can continue for those that students that were around uh, St. Joe into the school year? to give them an opportunity to grow and develop their skills and gifts in a ministry context while being overseen um, by a staff member. So starting in September, we were able to bring on seven um, year-long interns. We have a, a photo of them, or did we get that photo? We did not, okay. Hey, if you're a year-long intern, pop up right now, and we'll just get a personal photo of you guys right there. Matt's back there, and I'll get some ladies over there, okay, so yeah. There's most of them right there this morning. Let's give them a round of applause. Yes. <clears throat> so we have interns working um, in children's ministry, middle school, high school, college, our neighborhood, and then two of them that are doing um, working with our media team. So they're kind of spread out all over the church. Um, those interns work seven hours a week, and then they volunteer three hours a week to the church. So in total, we get 10 hours per intern times seven. So that's 70 additional man hours of work being done in our church community, developing relationships and, and helping us improve in places um, that we need to. Those in interns also meet weekly with Justin Amos and Ashley Dawson for leadership development and spiritual formation. Um, so this has just been a huge win for us this past year and something that we want to continue on into the future. So if you're a young person and you're maybe doing the internship this summer, we'd love to have you next school year as well. So that was a, a big win. Uh, our final goal for 2021 was to establish more what we called communities of transformation, okay? We wanted as many of our small groups as possible to really take steps forward in spiritual transformation and have that be at the forefront of their meeting times. So I stated in my address last January 
that groups focused on spiritual transformation have kind of these three things in common. And we talked about those. A shared understanding, a shared commitment, and a shared language. Okay? So we wanted each of our, our Wellspring small groups to rally around this shared understanding of why are they gathering every week. And the understanding we wanted them to share was that we are here to help one another be spiritually transformed, not primarily only to learn just more information about God, but to take that information that we're learning and then help one another live it out in our day-to-day lives and to be transformed by this news about God's love for us. So that was one thing. Secondly, each group, we, we wanted them to have a shared commitment that their meeting times would be a priority um, in their schedule, that they would really set aside and, and really be specific and intentional about investing in those relationships in that time each week and even outside of their, their meeting time as well. Transformation rarely happens when attendance at church or attendance in small group is spotty and inconsistent. It just, it just doesn't, doesn't happen. You've got to be sticking with it. So finally, we encouraged our small groups to focus on developing a shared language, okay? What we mean by that is, is that as they meet, that they would gather words and phrases that would help shape a language uh, under which um, transformation could happen. So in, in our small group over time, and we get these sometimes from books or just different um, studies that we've done, we use phrases like believing the best about each other. Or asking questions like, what's the story you're telling yourself? Or what's the lie that you're believing? And those phrases that we all kind of have in common kind of shape our conversation or kind of go-to things that we can use to help one another progress and and know each other better, know God better, um, and help one another be healed and transformed. So many of our small group leaders also went through a book study together with Justin, a book called Life Together in Christ. Um, In addition, several new groups got off the ground, focused on specifically on developing transformational communities. And I'm also really proud of some of our groups that have been meeting for a while that really kind of leaned into this and shifted the focus of their groups um, to be more in alignment with what we were trying to accomplish as well. Um, So in addition to those small groups that are going on in our church, many of you guys have heard about um, the Mind of Christ support group. Um, that's been going on. That group has been meeting now for over a year, probably close to a year and a half now, um, on Tuesday night, uh, once a month, and they get together, and there's been about 15 people or so on average that have been meeting there, um, helping one another heal, engaging in mental health topics, encouraging one another to continue their journey towards healing. Um, In addition to that, our foster and support, uh, foster and adopt group, um, support group meets once a month as well. And not just with Wellspring people, but we've also expanded that out into our community so that people from other churches who don't have those opportunities, they're engaged in the lives of vulnerable kids, would have a safe place to come to. And I say all of those things to say this, guys. Those things that we've just, I've just outlined, those are not normal. Okay? If you were going to go look around at other churches and what they've got going on, um, you're not usually going to find a mental health support group. In fact, Justin, during his sabbatical, when he went and met with pastors and stuff from other churches and he talked about that, they were just all blown away. They were like, you guys do what? (laughs) And some of them have actually even begun attending our support group uh, for people in their own family. 
And so I'm just super proud of you guys. Like the things that we're pressing into, adoption and and fostering support and care for those families, like these are things that don't happen. I meet with pastors in other churches. And honestly, I met with a church in in Liberty this past week of about a thousand people and asked them, you know, do you have foster families in your church? They're like, yeah, we think so. (laughs) Like, do you know who they are? Like, are they meeting together? Are you supporting them in any way? Well, we have a group that goes and like does repairs and builds fences and I'm like, that's great, but they're probably really struggling and desperate for connection. Um, And so the fact that this is going on, guys, I know it's just like some of you guys maybe have only ever gone to Wellspring. This is not normal stuff, okay? So it's something to to be proud about, but also to steward well, which is why we're trying to open it up to people around our city, because we want everybody to be experiencing these things as well. Wellspring people are going deeper. They're experiencing greater healing than ever before. And relationships are becoming more in, intimate and transformational as a result. And I couldn't be more proud of how many of you guys have made significant strides in your healing process in recent years, being honest about your need for God and for one another. Our recent women's retreat that just happened a couple months ago, as well as our upcoming Men's Encounter weekend, have provided additional opportunities for people to connect in the change process they encounter Christ. So good stuff, folks. A couple other notes on 2021 before we move on. Um, One is that we were able to do all of these things in the midst of an ongoing pandemic. And I love the fact that we're continuing to just take ground instead of just staying put and playing it safe. And that's inspiring. Guys, 2021 was also um, our 15 year anniversary. And so it was incredible to celebrate that time with you guys. We had a really wonderful celebration weekend. Um, We were able to bring on some new staff this year. I talked about Jack and Kayla, but we also hired Matt Robertson as our creative arts director. And as a result, the the quality of our Sunday morning experience visually has taken on uh, just huge strides. And you guys see that and experience that every Sunday. So we're super grateful. Um, I want to say thank you to our congregation. Um, A lot of people in here gave... Uh, thousands of dollars to redo our stage and lighting and get new equipment back in the booth and things for Jack to use with media um, as people really stepped up at that time. Um, finally, I just want to tell you about our Advent giving that we just had during the month of December. We talked about, the, we highlighted several ministries and collected money for those. You guys, Wellspring folks, we gathered $18,000 to give away um, this Christmas. And so the church pitched in another two uh, thousand, so we would have twenty thousand dollars. We were able to give five thousand dollars to each ministry, um, to Food for Kids, Sisters of Solace, Young Life, and our intern program. Um, so, could we just give God a big hand of applause? <laughs> if all we did today was just celebrate that, <laughs> that would be enough and inspiring. But fortunately, we are also going to be looking forward up to twenty twenty two this year. And first of all, I just want to acknowledge as we move forward that heading into the kind of a goal-setting time um, in a season in the world like it is um, creates a little bit of tension um, and anxiety in me. um, Because, I mean, those of you that know me, I'm just kind of naturally a go-getter, okay? I'm a driven person. So I'm always like not settled for where we are. And it's really tough because... um, you know, if you've talked about the Enneagram before, right? And, and each person, whatever their bent is, has a narrative that kind of loops in their head, right? 
my narrative is always like, are we doing enough? Like, is our church getting stagnant? You know, are we just settling in for the status quo? And it's always like driving me, right? To never be content. Um, and that can be good sometimes. But the, the funny thing is, is that nobody else is saying that to me. Bob, why aren't we doing more around here? Like, this church is just really, like, stuck in the mud and nothing's happening. Like, not one person has said that to me. So I'm like, okay, is anybody else, like, want to move forward or do it? Like, and, and, and honestly, we live in a time, um, you know, we actually started this year off with this rest series for a reason. <laughs> right? Because it, it's been a, a marathon for some folks in here, uh, depending on your life circumstances. Some of you, depending on your career, um, it has been tough. Some of you guys are in a place where you're just like, I'm just barely surviving each day. The thought of doing anything new um, just makes me sick, right? I don't have the capacity for that. So I want you to know that I feel that too. And I definitely put some thought into, um, are these goals things that are somewhat manageable and something that everybody can get involved in that's not going to just kill us, right? But the reality, the tension also is that in a group this size and with lots of different personalities and life stages, there's going to be a segment of people here this morning that are in that place where they're like, man, I just need to rest. I don't really know that I can do anything new <laughs> for a while. And then there's another group of people that are like, what's the next challenge? Like, I'm ready to go. And that's just always going to be the case. And I think it's important for you guys as listeners to to just pray for some discernment. God, what season am I in? <laughs> am I a season where I need to just kind of relax a little bit and rest? Or am I in a season where I'm like, man, I'm excited about what's going on and I need to step in and step forward and continue doing those things. So that's for you all to have a conversation with God about um, in the year ahead. But I know that's a tension. So our first goal for 2022 is to establish what I'm calling a dream team, Okay. We're going to have the most successful basketball team that the world has ever seen before the next Olympics. No, I'm just kidding. So here's the deal. About a month ago, right, we're in Advent, and Stacy Kearns comes up and shares about Sisters of Solace. And I'm sitting right here on the front row. I'm on her board. I've, been, I've known her forever. I've walked through this whole process with her. And I'm like, man, how cool is this? Like God put something on her heart just a few short years ago. And now we're at this place where this thing exists and people are living there and people are graduating from there and people's lives are just being changed. Um, it's just unbelievable what's happened. It was so inspiring. Um, and it made me wonder how many other people are sitting in our pews with dreams like that, that they haven't said out loud or maybe they have, but they just haven't had the, the courage to step forward on that, man, we could come alongside with some encouragement, some wisdom, some prayer, maybe some financial support, and get them moving, right? In fact, I already know a few of you uh, that that's true of right now. I've met with a couple of different folks here these past two weeks that God is already doing something like that in them. And I'm already kind of working behind the scenes to, to align some people and to, to put some wind in those folks' sails to say, let's go. I believe in what you're doing. I'm super excited about God calling you to and I want to make sure that the church is aware of those dreams, right? So that you know that we're behind you as well. So to help provide some structure to that, we're working on developing this dream team of folks at the church that have kind of an entrepreneurial spirit who can meet with those people as dreams arise 
and act as kind of like a sounding board, a think tank, um, provide whatever, whatever support is needed to walk with you on that journey. So in the initial phases, I've got about five folks that um, came to mind, but I'm really open to other folks. If you are like, man, I love starting new things. I love um, the excitement of seeing somebody live into um, their um, God-given dreams and visions and abilities. Just come and talk to me and say, hey, I'd love to be considered to be a part of that. Um, uh, I just think, man, there are so many things that this community needs, right? Um, and people that are going to benefit when those dreams are realized. And so I want to bring those things out into the light. So if you either want to be a part of the think tank, the dream team, or if you have a dream that you want to share with somebody, hit me up, give me a buzz, let's sit down and talk and see if we can get some of these things moving forward in the next year, okay? Our second goal is a little bit more practical, not quite as glamorous, but it's kind of tied to goal number one, and that's this. I want to see a 10% growth in our monthly giving. <laughs> wah, wah. No, I'm kidding. Super exciting, okay? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, standing ovation is what I should be getting right now, right? Let me say this before I dive in, okay? God has always provided for Wellspring financially, okay? In our 15 years of existence, we have always paid our bills. Not only have we been able to pay our bills, but we've been able to purchase two houses, in our neighborhood. We've been able to do updates on this old place and keep it afloat. We've been able to, to add things, screens and stages and sound equipment and who knows whatever else, right? So we've never been like desperate, you know, backs against the wall here. In fact, we ended this past year, we've got four plus months of operating expenses in the bank, okay? I'll just be honest. I mean, we've got over $200,000 in the bank right now. So I'm not coming to you from a place of need or desperation per se, as much as I'm coming to you and asking you that to make an investment in what God is doing in our city and to partner in that. There are so many more things that we would like to do. Continuing to take ground and pushing back the darkness in our city. Guys, most of the healing and growth that I shared with you from 2021 are because we have staff members who are intentionally uh, you know, gathering volunteers and, and having vision and moving these initiatives forward. A lot of these things don't happen uh, by accident or without a dedicated person leading the way in those things, but we want to do more. As I shared with you, there are people in our pews right now that have dreams that are unbelievable, guys. And in the next uh, couple months, we're going to be able to have those folks come forward as we have a little bit more clarity on those things and begin to share those things with you, and it is going to fire you up. God is up to some awesome things, man. And he's, he's aligning Wellspring people and, um, you know, other folks in our community to get these things moving forward in ways that are going to impact people's lives in powerful ways, okay? So in order to do that, though, um, what we want to do in the next couple of years is we want to position ourselves financially that when it's time to kind of roll those things out, because there's going to be some expenses behind those things, um, that we're there and we're ready as a church to come alongside those folks and really encourage them and say, hey, man, we are in this with you. And we, we want to provide some, some seed money to get this off the ground. So I'm asking everybody here that calls this place home, could you look at what you're giving to Wellspring and say, could we give 10% more this year? If you're giving $500 a month, could you say, could we do 550 this month and maybe just not go out to eat one less time, you know, a month? 
If you're giving 200, could you give 220? If you're giving nothing, could you give something <laughs> this next year and make it a goal to, to begin investing in what we're doing in Wellspring and beyond? Guys, the money that comes in here is not just to pay the bills and the lights and the heat and all those things. Those things are necessary. It's so much bigger than that. It's so much, a lot of things outside of our walls and in our community. Um, and I would hope that our track record over the years would, would get you excited about investing in what's going on here. So in order to do that um, and just help and grow people's understanding of generosity, we're also going to be providing um, a curriculum and kind of an experience that we can walk through with with small groups in the year ahead in this arena of generosity to kind of open up your minds and hearts even more to that topic. So look for more information to come on that as well. The last goal is probably the most critical, hmm. and it's kind of funny. I'll go into a story here in a second, but our last goal is this, is to, is to grow in hospitality. And on a, on a fundamental level, um, we are going to do that specifically um, by bringing on a part-time person um, who is going to kind of reimagine our hospitality um, ministry team. So over the 15 years we've been here, there's only been a very short time where we've had a hospitality staff person. Most of the time it's been volunteer-led. Um, Wick, who's back there in the back, and Angie, um, as volunteers, have led this ministry faithfully for a really long time. But we have really big um, thoughts on this for the next year that's probably going to require a staff person. And so we're lucky enough to have somebody on our staff already who was just working five hours a week um, doing our all-in ministry, uh, but now we're going to add five more hours to her work week and bring her on. It's Marissa. She here. Do you stand and just wave so we know who Marissa is? Yeah. Biggest round of applause today, Marissa Purvis. All right. Um, she is going to add time to that um, into her work week, and she's going to begin recruiting and kind of reimagining a whole new hospitality team. Um, which is exciting. We've got so many ideas uh, to be better in that area. Um, but I also believe that our entire congregation needs to step up in this area if we're going to continue to grow as a church. So let me tell you what I mean. Guys, the word hospitality, as it appears in the New Testament, uh, especially in Paul's writing, which would have been in Greek, literally means loving the stranger. Hospitality means loving the stranger. If you guys look around on a Sunday morning, just the last couple of years, um, you would notice that the majority of our growth has been with college students, high school students, and the babies we keep putting up on the screen, right? <laughs> That's where the majority of our growth is happening. And guys, that is a re direct result of the investment that our college Young Life leadership team and our high school leadership team has been putting into those relationships. Okay, I'm not going to talk about the third way we're growing, but anyways, okay. <laughs> Here's what you would recognize, folks. We are not really adding that many people 30 and over. I'm just being honest with you. If you looked around at 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 plus, we haven't really added that. There's a lot of familiar faces here, same people sitting in the same places for the last few years now. And I believe that part of the issue, hang with me, <laughs> is that we're a friendly church, but not necessarily a hospitable church. Okay? And those, those mean a couple different things, right? You see, providing hospitality 
requires intentionality. It means coming to church early to greet our visitors and to know them by name. I've said this a million times, guys. Visitors come early and they leave early. So if you're coming late and staying late, you're not being very intentional about meeting new people here and making them feel welcome. I'm just being honest, okay? It means sitting by someone you don't know for the purpose of getting to know them. It means inviting people you don't know to lunch after church or dinner during the week. It means intentionally inviting people to church, right, so that they can experience the, the many great things that, that Wellspring um, ministry has to offer. It means making room for people in your small groups when you'd rather just kind of keep it like it is because it feels good with the people you have in it. It's making room for people. Guys, I'm just going to be honest with you. People are leaking out the back door of Wellspring because they're having a hard time figuring out how to break in. And we're addressing that on a staff level. <laughs> but I'm asking all of you to step up your game in making this a more inviting place. Okay? Because loving a stranger is much different than just saying, hi, Welcome to Wellspring on a Sunday morning. Loving somebody goes much deeper than that. And we've got to figure out how to grow in that area. For, for my family, Kristen and I have talked about, hey, could we set aside a couple of, of days a month? Tuesday night works for us and maybe Sunday after church where we're going to intentionally invite somebody to go to lunch twice a month this year. Like we've made a goal. And I would really love for you and your family, or if you're an individual, whoever, to be specific. What are we going to do to be more hospitable in the year ahead? Okay? Now, I'm not saying we're horrible at this. Okay? Don't hear that. I just talked to some folks this morning that said, we have felt so welcomed here. We are just so grateful. People have been so nice to us. So I'm like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. And I was like, no, but I know it's true because we've had lots of conversations, guys, with folks that have left and not come back because we've wanted to know why. And, and, and there's just some ways that we can improve in this area because guys it doesn't happen by accident okay jesus always made room for the stranger and we're going to get better at this i'm going to have a great report at the end of 2022 okay the last thing i want to say this morning is this 2022 is a sabbatical year for me okay justin just had his this past year every five years we give our full-time staff a sabbatical that also is not normal Justin found out as he met with other pastors in town, and I have as well. I've met with pastors in towns that have been preaching and working for 20-plus years and never had a sabbatical at their church. Um, and that just breaks my heart because it's really hard to be healthy if you don't have the time to step away and just do some evaluation of your own life and your ministry and, and get some healing. So I'm, it's my sabbatical year. I'm going to be taking eight weeks off uh, this year to get refreshed. Um, most of that's going to be this summer, and I'm going to work on some areas in my own life that need some healing. Um, I'm already kind of setting up um, some counseling that I'm going to have um, in the area of grief um, so that I can learn how to do that better. I'm, I know I'm not supposed to say do grief better or because I'm always thinking about producing something. So experience the grief process, right? But here's my hope in hopes that it will better allow me to emotionally connect with people around me better moving forward. I'm just not that great at emotionally connecting. 
um, with my own heart, with my family, and with you. Um, so I'd appreciate your prayers for me in that area, because um, I just I just always want to be changing. I, I don't want to ever be stuck as a leader, um, or just as a person, as a father, as husband, grandfather. I guess now, right? Um, but guys, saying all of this, um, I just want to say this, guys. I love leading you all. I am so excited about what God has done, is doing, and will do through the people and ministry of Wellspring. So I just want to say thank you for letting me lead you, and thank you for being willing to follow. And God bless Wellspring Community Church. <laughs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, it is so good to just look and see your hand and so many great things that we could celebrate about 2021, not even just within our doors, but out in our community as well with, with Wellspring people who are going out and doing Young Life and um, God who are just serving in classrooms and serving as doctors and nurses and all kinds of just different professions, spreading the love of Christ to their co-workers and to families in this community that just need your love so much. God, we just stand back sometimes and we're just like, gosh, why are we so lucky to get to do this? <laughs> We get to do this, and it is a privilege to do it with these people. I love coming to work. <laughs> I love our staff, our board, and the people in this community. God, we're not perfect, and so I hope that we've uh, identified some things that you're like, hey, guys, I need you to step up in this way. And I really pray for 2022 to be another just breakthrough year with some really exciting things on the horizon that are going to just, like I said, push back the darkness in this town, continue to bring more light, more hope, more inspiration, that this place, this, these four walls and churches like us in this community would be home for more and more people, that they would come home to you, God. They would be adopted in as sons and daughters and begin to experience who they are in Christ because we're willing to move out and, and dig in. Lord, I pray that you would provide for us. I pray that you would stir us to be more generous, to be more faithful in prayer, about what you're doing. Guys, we've got, we've got some big things just, just coming up in the next few weeks with Men's Encounter. God, there might be some men that might be stirred to, to not only um, change their life, but begin using their story to change others. God, we pray for that. God, we just want more. We want more of you, more of your power, more of your love, more of your grace, more of your spirit in us and living through us. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with us?
Can we give our worship team a hand today? Man. Hey, I've got a housekeeping thing for all of us that will take less than a minute, okay? I need everyone, at least one person in a family, so husband and wife, just one of you, to get your phone out, okay? Find the QR code that's in your row. I need everybody to do this right now. Olivia told me this has to happen, okay? Take a picture of your QR code, which should lead you to a link, a webpage, or to our webpage, okay? When you get there, everybody needs to click on I see some people not doing this. Yeah, you can put it on the screen if we have it back there. When you get there, click on the tab that says I'm new here. Everybody, okay? We are shifting our um, communication to a different program here this year. So all emails that come from me to the congregation are going to come through this. Okay, so I need everybody's email, and we need all your information anyways. But future emails are going to come through this. So I need you just to enter your name, email, phone number, address, all that stuff that's listed there. Press submit, and then you're done. Don't have to worry about it anymore, okay? So take a moment to do that real quickly before you go. Grab your kids or head out, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you, guys.